We will try to reconnect with where we left off. Luke 16, hallelujah, your personal pathway to your destiny. I encourage you to watch those services because they're so powerful. Some of the ones I watched today, wow, yesterday, you know, I came back and went straight to work, you know. I was doing TV yesterday. Excuse me. And the glory from the footages we were <clears throat> editing to air on TV, the glory was so strong. And it created a supernatural atmosphere even in the studio. So that same thing can happen in your house. Amen. I was watching one of the footages and suddenly I saw somebody's groin. So I said, oh, God is healing someone. Amen. And I made a decree and released the healing. Amen. But watch, I had no idea it was happening in the studio. And then the brother on the camera said, as soon as I said amen, he said, it's me, it's me, I've been in pain. And I was just standing here saying, Lord, what are we going to do? I'm in pain. I can't, you know, even run this camera. And then you just spoke it out, and boom, the thing lifted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord, for healing tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing. Hallelujah. If any sick among you, let him call the elders of the church. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, sometimes when we do television, it's just work. But other times, it's both work and fun. Fun, not that the work disappears, you know. It's just that the glory yeah. accompanies so tangibly. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> and when we were ending, I share testimonies of what God does. You notice, a release comes. Grace comes. You relive the moment. All right, so at the end of the recording, usually, okay, he said to explain it this way, every time before we start any week, I pray for grace to be released for that week. And then when we finish that week, we thank God for what just happened. Amen. Then we pray again for 
the next week. You just learn the ropes of what you've been given. So at the end of the two weeks we had done, I was about to pray to thank God for blessing us and helping us get it done. And suddenly, a vision flashed in my, my spirit. I saw myself lifting my hand, and the minister that was there, I saw him hit the ground. So I asked Brother Legrand, I've been talking about them without mentioning their names, but since they're sitting here, they're non-people, so they're not non-people, I'm sorry. So let me mention their name. <laughs> so I told Brother Legrand, get over there. I said, he's about to hit the ground. He's like, okay. So he went over there and said, oh, no, nah, this is body ministry. <laughs> I said, I saw myself lift my hands, and I just acted it out. I lifted my hands. I said, Father, all of a sudden, the one that was supposed to catch, the one that was supposed to hit the ground, <laughs> hit the ground so hard. <laughs> like, boom! So I was stunned. I looked at... Um, Maya that was on the other side, I don't know whether she was slain or she bent over or whatever, but we all started praying. Up to now, she don't know what happened, man. I, I, call, I called Minister Ashby, I said, well, what happened? What were you experiencing? He said, well, I was waiting to ask you. <laughs> Did you know? I don't know, watch, okay. He just reminded me why I'm telling the testimony. And suddenly, he said to me, the siege is over. So I started declaring that the siege is over. I, I, I said it during the prayer meeting that sometimes, you know, what you're experiencing is a satanic blockade. They just hinder things from coming through. A siege is when armies will come and, you know, surround a place and dig in. They won't allow anything to come out, won't allow anything to, until the people starve to death or surrender. Thank God that the siege is over. In your life and in your destiny. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I thank you that my siege is over. Or the sieges against my life are over. Hallelujah. The siege is over in my life. The siege is over in my destiny. The siege is over against my life. The siege is over against this ministry. The siege is over. The siege is over. The siege is over. My money will come through. My favor will come through. My miracle will come through. My deliverance will come through. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
thank you for anointing me and granting me grace. Thank you for access into the throne room. Thank you for fresh springs of living water. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for fire from my mouth. Thank you for open doors. Thank you. Hallelujah. I decree no more delays. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for reigning on us. For blessing us. For helping us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I told you angels are here tonight. Doing their stuff. Glory to God. So, as I said in an earlier study, you must know that you have a destiny Amen. in God. Amen. Otherwise, he will not choose you. I have to remind you that you were chosen. So, any demon telling you that God doesn't love you, they came too late. You were chosen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you have to think like that. You have to operate like that. That your life matters. That you count. You don't have to be a pastor of a mega church or some international evangelist. God will not grade you by the size of your work. God will grade you by your faithfulness. If you are supposed to reach 20 people, and that's your assignment, and you reach 18, wow, that's a 98 percentile. Because most people don't even get started. Your life counts. So, because... Your life counts. You have to know that God is at work. God is dealing with you. Even through all the vicissitudes of life. As I saw in the Bible study I was watching, don't wait until you hear this is a test. This is a, you know. <laughs> no, you should know automatically. Mm -hmm. It's all part of your pruning. And it doesn't matter when you wake up. That's, the, that's when your day begins. That's the saying in Nigeria. They say when you wake up, that's when your day begins. But when you wake up that you have a destiny, it doesn't matter how old you are. Glory to God. Caleb was 80 when he said, wait a minute. 40 years ago, God said something about me. And you, Joshua, you entered yours. I haven't entered mine. You better give me what Moses said. Hallelujah. He said, give me this mountain. You have to understand the wisdom. The old man was not going up to fight. But he knows, hey, this mountain belongs to me. Amen. 
And Joshua said, okay, go, go right ahead. He said, okay. He said, come on, any of you young men out here, see my daughter is pretty? If you want to marry her, go conquer those people for me, and you can come get her. <laughs> he was smart about it. Uh, hallelujah. And then a nephew of his went and did the job and came back. He got the bride. But he entered into his inheritance at 80. Now, that was not when men were living 900. No, no, no. That's when everything has been shortened. So 80 is really close. Hallelujah. Since I know I have 80-year-olds, I don't want to say anything. I don't want G to start chasing me. <laughs> but, I mean, you know that you have a lot more territory behind you than ahead of you. But he still woke up. And he still got into his inheritance. So you must reject this devil that's running around America if you're 50, it's over with. Who told you that? Hallelujah. It's nothing over with. All right, so I said all of that to come to the text once again from verse 10 of Luke 16. He says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So you have to know that even during the times, particularly in the financial area, when you think that things are tight, the way you handle money determines how far you will get to. When I'm correcting my armor bearers and all these people, you get a little money, you go buy this. When you are on a journey, you just told them that if you get money, you can be trusted. You have to keep your loss in check, knowing that you are going somewhere. Okay? He just said for me to say it this way. He says, where you're going ought to be more important to you than what you have or don't have. Okay? He gave me a better line. Where you're going is more important than your comfort. So they always give you a little. That's why you may feel like, okay, I'm, I'm called to the ministry. I'm going to do all these great things for God. And then they put you in a ministry with five people. And six months later, you're redoing with bitterness, and, and you don't want to serve in any ministry. All right. Next. You know this? Because we're always postponing the race. But he said, run the race. <laughs> There's no other race. You have to traverse the moment to get to wherever you think you're going. So if you're unfaithful in this little, you are, you've already been vetted and judged that you will be unfaithful in much. God said to me, do you see these ministries that are having financial problems? I said, yes. I said, what's wrong? He said, because I've already provided and they squandered it. So I refuse to do anymore. 
You have to understand that it's happening with you in your life. Everything comes in little bit sizes. Then you are assessed and they determine how much you can be trusted by how you handled this. So many times you've been had and you don't know that you've been had. Should I read it again? Watch. That's why I call this your personal pathway to your destiny. Nobody's stopping you. You are just not making your grade. <clears throat> you know, someone was telling me that, you know, every time we have an event, or you have ANS, or you have, like, church celebration is coming, or like the Nigerians came, and they said that the culinary got together afterwards, and everybody, they were all repenting that they could not practice the covenants of resurrection as all nations. You see? So if God is preparing us for stadium crusades, and then, so he sends you Nigerian celebration. And then you, that you are judged on how you handle strangers and their shenanigans, and you fail woefully. So there are only two choices. They start considering other alternatives that will replace you to get the job done, or they reset the test based on your repentance to see if you will pass it the next time. Because it will, it will come again. Haven't you noticed that everything just continues to repeat in your life? You can even leave town. The demons are traveling faster than the jet. Before you finish checking in, they're already there waiting. But this time, as I've always proven, they've alerted their relatives and friends in your new location. So your problems will be bigger. I've never seen anybody leave Atlanta or leave me in ministry, say they are going back home or to be with their relatives, that it was not or didn't end up disastrous. You can't go home again. Once God moves you out, You cannot relive the glories of yesterday. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's one of the most popular messages that, what's his name? San Antonio, Texas. Yes, John Hagee preached. He said, you can't go home again. He said that love is a dream. A marriage is the alarm clock. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you have to learn to bloom where you are planted. Don't let Satan keep deceiving you. And why you have to go backwards or to go forward? No, you fight the fight that's before you. You win it. Amen. Why would God tell me even if you are limping on one leg? So he's not talking about, you know, even when you read 1 Corinthians, he tells you there's no temptation that has taken you. But such as this, it's a common to man. 
You say, but God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will. Notice how you're rattling. With the temptation, make a way. Make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. He didn't say that you may be able to escape it. So that escape is not leaving town or running away. You cannot run. It's, it's, it, it is a, a fight. Destiny is a fight. But now watch this. You know, that's why you pray before you, you, you preach, so you hear God. You say, now, if your destiny is not important, then why is Satan contending it so hard, so fiercely? Then why? It's because he's afraid of what you will become. Glory to God. He said, now, one dollar anointed can cause so much injury in the kingdom of darkness. Think about what I just told you. He said, now go give California back her soul. Hey. Don't you see that every dollar that will finance that thing is a threat to the enemy? You cannot come up with the things I'm telling you. It has to come from heaven. So go and prevent this demonic worship from ever getting started again. Hallelujah. All right, so have you passed your test? You say if you're faithful in the little, you'll be faithful in much. If you're unjust in little, unjust in much. So have you been had? Or is tonight your day to reconnect? I said, okay, Lord, I know I missed it here. Okay, but I'm going back. I'm going to get it done right. Hallelujah. I want to requalify. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Beloved, your personal pathway to your destiny. How does God do this? He makes you a promise. When you finally find him, he makes you a promise. And then he puts you in something he gives someone else to do. To prove your faithfulness for you to qualify for your own. He said, if you don't serve God faithfully in that which he gave another man, he didn't say he will not give you your own. He said, who will be crazy enough? I know the Bible didn't say crazy, but who will give you your own? But in this modern language, who do you think will be crazy enough? to consider giving you your own. Then how will somebody serve God with you? It will not happen. That's why destinies have failed all over the world. And I keep telling people, there is no other way. It's in red. Jesus taught us these things. Luke 16. Go study it. I'll be heading to Kenya in no time to teach these things to the pastors and the ministers. I've seen so many of them wander off day because the rules are so stringent in Kenya. All they're looking for, hunting for is that ordination certificate. As soon as they get it, boom, 
They abandon ship and go to do their stuff. I said, that's why you have all these churches with tin, can walls and roof. And you sit there until you die. And no power, no glory, no blessing, no favor. Because you left to go do your thing, not to do God's thing. God's thing begins after your faithfulness is proven in that which is given to another man. Have you passed your test? When if you have gone off to do a business, when you were fired off of a job correctly, you were not terminated incorrectly. No, you were terminated justly. Where are you going? It's a road to nowhere. It's a road to nowhere. It's unfortunate. <laughs> That's where many people have been. And I keep watching through the years. I haven't seen anything to change my understanding or perspective. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I was in Nigeria recently. And I started asking people, do you have ulcer? Yes. Do you have ulcer? Yes. Do you have ulcer? Yes. I said, notice, all of you have fasted and prayed until you all now have ulcers. But yet, you don't have a breakthrough. Don't, shouldn't that have convinced all of you that you're doing something wrong? You're so headstrong. You're so stubborn. You believe you're right. I was telling one young lady, look at you. You're so beautiful, so attractive. But you're not married. Why? Because you submit to nothing. And you don't even look. You, you, your taste is as high as the heavens, but you don't have any personal qualifications. Who do you think will be a prince of God and come to marry you when you are uneducated, you haven't learned anything? You don't? No. He can rent a cook. He cannot rent a wife. Beloved, face the reality of who you are and where you are. And may God save you behind and give you a destiny. This is your personal pathway to the destiny of God in your life. You know, periodically I receive invitations. I don't know who the people are. They may be, they used to hear me on AEC or whatever. They call me. Um, to come and preach for them. I said, well, what's the name of the ministry? And then they will tell me. So how many people do you have immediately? The five starts. Oh, okay, so you want to know how many we have before you can say yes or no? Already you've told me that's not a place I want to go to. You answer my questions. I need to know where I'm going. I need a proof that my father is there. I haven't been invited to places. I went somewhere to preach. When I woke up that morning, the kind of demonic activity that came against me, I vowed never to go there again. This kingdom is rooted in humility, beloved. May God give you wisdom. 770-994-3777. Call the prayer line. Get prayer today. Repent. Turn around. May God grant you grace and forgive you. And restore grace unto you so you can enjoy the rest of your journey on the earth. You will not wander around in the wilderness till you die. What a waste. When I look at all that God has helped me accomplish in such a short time, I so say, what a waste it would have been had I not learned these things or taken correction when he was correcting me. And now I'm trying to mount up into the last phase of things until we go to glory. 
Are you ready for your destiny? We're showing you how. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.